Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. A homework assignment has turned into national recognition and cash for some area high school students. Since 2006, C-SPAN has invited middle and high school students across the U.S. to produce short documentaries on subjects of national importance. This year, students addressed the theme, What's Your Vision in 2020? In their submissions, they explored issues they'd want presidential candidates to address during their campaigns. Nearly 5,400 students from 44 states and Washington participated, and that makes our local tally of wins even more impressive. So joining us today to talk about it is Lila Taylor. She's an 18-year-old Clayton High School senior, and her film, Tried as an Adult, won third place. Lila, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And we're also joined today by Zach Bainham. He's a 16-year-old Kirkwood High School junior, and his film People Are People Are People took second place in the contest. Uh, Zach, thank you for being here today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, And congratulations to both of you. This is a pretty big deal to play so high. Um, And I think even more impressive is your films really don't shrink from tough subjects. Lila, what made you decide to focus on juveniles in the adult criminal justice system? Yeah, so over the summer, I read a book by Brian Stevenson called Just Mercy, and it was recently turned into a movie as well. So it's been gaining um, a lot of popularity. And in that book, he mainly talks about the the death penalty and the work that he's done um, with adults that were wrongly um, given the death penalty. But then he also touches on children, not so much with the death penalty, but children being imprisoned uh, for life for other sentences like that when they're being tried as adults. And so what, that really gave me that inspiration. What do you hope that viewers take away from uh, your short film focused on this subject? I think just being really aware that there is a group of people that they don't have a voice in the political system in the way that most adults and even some children do with um, being disenfranchised as felons and then being minors as well. Mm-hmm. Now, Zach, your topic uh, has to do with intellectual disabilities, and I understand this is something that was near and dear to your heart long before this contest. Mm-hmm. What first got you interested in this issue? Well, one of the documentaries that we watched as an example was about people with intellectual disabilities voting in elections. And so I knew I wanted to do a topic on that because it's um, people with intellectual disabilities have been so prominent in my life, just growing up with um, family friends who have intellectual disabilities and being involved in clubs and volunteering at um, different organizations. Mm-hmm. So watching that documentary, I wanted to do something with that and I thought, what better than um, employment of people with intellectual disabilities? Now, for your film, you interviewed a really impressive array of people. I want to give our listeners a sense of of where this all goes. Let's listen to the first minute of Zach Bainham's film. All too often, schools and employers deny young people with disabilities the opportunities they want because they can't even imagine that people with disabilities can be successful. Society has tended to isolate and segregate people with disabilities, and despite some progress, discrimination continues to be a serious and pervasive social problem. You know, looking for things for him to participate in, it's very isolating for an adult with an intellectual disability. And I think that's because society, it's, there's no mandate. You know, we have the Americans Disability Act that says you're welcome here and we'll accommodate you. 
but that doesn't mean anybody's reaching out and trying to find them to bring these people in. This act is powerful in its simplicity. It will ensure that people with disabilities are given the basic guarantees for which they have worked so long and so hard. The ADA is a great tool, and, and we uh, were very fortunate to have it. Um, as far as uh, the government doing enough, uh, I think that all comes down to funding, and we could always use more money. And that's from Zach Bainham's film, People Are People Are People. Um, Zach, was it hard to persuade locals to agree to be interviewed on camera for this project? Actually, no, it was not. Um, I started with interviewing Brandy Martine, who is a family friend. And from there, she gave me um, other people that would be in, might, might be interested. And they were all super willing to be interviewed. So it wasn't that bad. Well, that's that's great. And Lila, um, you also scored some really good interviews. You talked to former juvenile court judge Susan Block. You also got a court of appeals justice to mm-hmm. talk to you. How were you able to make those connections when here you yeah. are, a, a high school student? So I am the editor-in-chief of Clayton High School's newspaper. And so over the years, I've been super fortunate to make tons of connections with different people in not just the Clayton community, but the St. Louis community, writing about different political issues. So um, the criminal defense attorney, Eric Selig, that I interviewed, I interviewed him my sophomore year for a story about marijuana usage. And then um, I've also known Susan Block. She's a Clayton parent and a family friend. So that was how that connection was made. And with the Court of Appeals judge, she's a Clayton parent as well. But I actually met her. They hosted um, two trials at our high school Hmm. for our government class. And I was hearing her talk about some of the issues she was passionate about and Judge Quiglis being a person of color, I just went up to her after the interview and we got talking and I realized that she would be a perfect person to interview for this story. You know, in the journalism industry, we call um, the idea of having all these connections being sourced up. And I'm really impressed with how sourced up you are. That Clayton uh, journalism program is is something. I mean, that's that's awesome. Um, I want to play a clip from your film as well. And uh, so this is from Lila Taylor's short film, Tried as an Adult. Let's listen. When I first came down to the juvenile court, there were about 80 kids in detention. Most of them were kids of color, and most of them were kids that didn't have a lot of resources. Most recently, there's about 20. There are currently 2,500 juveniles serving life without parole in the United States. It creates a sense of, of trauma uh, in even adults, so we know as children are going through their different developmental phases that that kind of deprivation of uh, you know home and, and nurturing and love and building memories is is bound to be very very hard for kids really uh, creates a sense of hopelessness and then they're likely to act out as a result of that And that's from Lila Taylor's short film, Tried as an Adult. Uh, Lila, you told our producer you realized the importance of of balancing uh, trauma and and the shock of some of these details with some tangible ideas. How did you go about doing that? Yeah, so I was putting together the movie, and I just realized there's a big piece missing, and that was what can people do and what should they really be aware of instead of the shock of the data and the statistics and the reactions and things like that in the film. So... 
Um, I actually, I got in my car, I grabbed a tripod and a friend, and I drove down to the arch, and I set up my equipment, and I really just, like, stood in front of the camera, and I spoke about, like, what the issue is and why it matters directly coming from myself, Um, and I thought that was really the thing that tied the movie together in the end. Mm -hmm. That narration just sort of pulls Mm -hmm. all these topics together. Now, Zach, um, you mentioned that one thing that came as a surprise to you while delving into this project was sheltered workshops. Uh, Mm -hmm. Tell us sort of an overview of of that and how it changed your focus in the film. Well, initially, I didn't even know what sheltered workshops were. And when I interviewed Brandy Martine, she started telling me about sheltered workshops. And then on my next interview with Doug Riggs, he kept telling me more, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this was not part of my video, but obviously it needs to be. And, and tell so, our listeners, what is a sheltered workshop? Um, it's just an environment where people with intellectual disabilities work, mm-hmm. um, sometimes for dollars a day or dollars an hour, and it's usually manual labor, too. And they don't have to pay the minimum wage is, is the idea there. No, they do not. Uh, I think an act in 1938 was passed that allowed them to be paid some minimum wage. Mm. And so it sounds like you felt some some uh, maybe anger about that. Yes, definitely. Just um, knowing that some of my peers would grow up and maybe work in these sheltered workshops, just like it made me so angry. And obviously <laughs> I had to spread awareness about that. And so now by winning, um, being the, the second place winner in this contest, uh, you will be able to do that. I understand this film is actually going to air on C-SPAN. Um, yes, it will. So are you planning to tune in that day to see it on the TV screen? Yes, for sure. Uh, so w- what are you hoping that people take away from this film? Is it really the sheltered workshop issue you'd like to see people focus in on? Yeah, that's that's honestly the main issue. Just spreading awareness and um, helping businesses take action and hire people with intellectual disabilities and hopefully pay them minimum wage at least, if not more. Mm -hmm. And we should also mention Zach has won uh, $1,500 for his film. Lila, you've won $750. What are you planning to do with that money? Um, I am planning. Oh, you can go ahead. (laughs) Oh, I don't know yet. I don't. I'd like to do something that involves the cause, whether that's like a donation or maybe continuing my work with children tried as adults further. Okay. And Zach, any plans at this point? Well, mainly college and then donations if I can. Well, that's awesome to hear. And my congratulations to both of you. These are impressive films, and I hope people will tune in and give them a look. So Zach Bainham and Lila Taylor, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. 
Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.